Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boats in the Field report. Is it just me or does this April seem to be like a repeat of last year? Where between the moisture and the temperature we get close and then we get kicked back. As we realize though by what our peers are dealing with in Nebraska, Dakota, Minnesota, yeah, it could be a lot worse. This week we had some gas going on southeast of Springfield and other areas where we have more sand uh, in the state. We've had reports uh, from customers of soybeans going in uh, and a few guys getting corn planters set, getting those first day willies out of the way where the, where the soil was fit. But for the most part, everyone has been on a standstill. This includes our retailers meaning another week has slipped by with no pre-emergence going on, no anhydrous going on, no ruts or rills filled in, no leveling done. The pressure on the system continues to grow. It's a good thing you guys are professionals and don't let this pressure get to you. Amateurs would be taking it out on their help, the dog, the retailer, and anybody that came up the driveway. This is why we get paid the big bucks to stay cool under pressure. Visiting fields this week, I'm finding too many people aren't assessing the full effect of the erosion problem that we have in these fields. This week, riding around with a grower who said his plan was to spend a day filling in washouts with his TurboMax Harrow. The only problem is the washouts he showed me were 10 inches wide and a foot deep. Many of these washouts are going to take a dirt box or a grader to fix them. Some are in areas of the field where you'd expect to see them, but others are in areas where you, you haven't seen them before. One grower said he was caught by surprise when he went to kill his cover crop the amount of erosion that he had to drive around with the sprayer. Please check these fields out before your retailers find these washouts by accident at the speeds that they travel. Those of you that have drones, get those birds in the air and find these gullies so we can put a plan of attack together to how we're going to go out there and fix them before somebody gets hurt. Touring fields with, uh, with the grower this week, we talked about how much soil washed out of the field, out into the road ditches in a number of uh, places. His plan was to dip the road ditch, put the soil back into the field, before he did his dirt box, works, uh, dirt box work to fix the field. Now, I think this is a good idea. I imagine the road commissioners out there would think this is a good idea as well. But if you're dipping road ditches, remember, most roads today have some sort of buried utility line uh, in them. So be careful when we're dipping these ditches. As I travel about and assess the erosion issues, I come to believe it is as bad, if not worse, in the no-till as it is in the tilled fields. Cover crop fields that had growth fared better, but unfortunately, due to last fall's weather, most of our cover crop fields didn't have enough growth to stop the erosion. It might be time to think about some more permanent waterways in some of these fields. This week, I have fielded a lot of calls on when is it too wet to apply anhydrous ammonia. I'll be honest with you, I've driven by some train wrecks in the making this week. 
First off, now we need to be dry enough to get a good seal, not letting this gas escape or smoke off. From the road, I've only seen one applicator smoking. It was a high-speed applicator running shallow. The way I recommend checking whether a bar is sealing is to have someone put their nose inches away from the knife track just seconds after the toolbar goes by to smell for ammonia. If that person is gagging and gasping for air, it's not sealing. But for the most part, the anhydrous is sealing. But that's only the first step to see if it's dry enough to apply. The bigger issue is the track left by the tractor and the tank wagon. Most retailers now are running dual tanks on one running gear. The biggest issue is guys not identifying the risk of spring wheel track compaction and how that plays out in today's farming systems. Conventional till growers who follow the anhydrous application with two passes of the cultivator or disc, they will take out at least the top half of these tracks, meaning that the wheel tracks isn't going to show up until later in the year when it affects root growth. But for no-till, vertical-till, strip-till guys, you will be planting across or in these tracks. When we have some rows planted into a spring wheel track in the compacted wet conditions, those rows will show up from the get-go. The corn will be slower to get out of the ground and it'll definitely grow slower. Corn planters will need to deal with this wheel track or else you're going to have uh, problems with maintaining planting depth. I was talking with a grower who's using RTK to apply his anhydrous this week with the plan to shift over 15 inches off the night track and plant when the soil is ready. Uh, the only problem, 15 inches over from the knife track is where the tractor tracks and the wagon tracks are. Planting in these tracks will greatly affect seedbed as well as the corn growth when it takes off. While your neighbor is running the same day across the road, he may work his field twice before planting and not have any seedbed issues where you're going to get caught. One grower was pulling anhydrous at an angle, planning to hit the field with a vertical harrow before he plants. The problem when I dug in the tank tracks behind the toolbar almost broke my knife blade. The vertical harrow will only address the surface of these tracks at best. His planter will ride out when he hits the tracks, forcing him to overapply downforce for the whole field so he doesn't have a problem with the wheel tracks. This is especially true, of course, if he doesn't have active downforce. Even if he has active downforce, it won't be able to react fast enough for the anhydrous tracks at an angle. Even if we can achieve uniform depth, that track wheel compaction will slow growth of this corn and it'll create an ununiform plant stand. Again, the problem is farming in a vertical format, but trying to apply nitrogen in the old horizontal format thinking. Farming vertical is a system and you have to implement a systems approach from planting to harvest. This includes fertilizer and herbicide applications. I'm not saying that this pass can't be done this spring. I'm just saying that I was in fields this week where anhydrous is going on and the only thing good about it was it was sealing. The soil was wet enough that the compaction from the tractor, the compaction from the tank, is going to be one of those things that haunts those guys for the whole season.
when this weather breaks, I assume we'll have corn and soybeans going in at the same time. Be sure to think through your herbicide plan, especially if you jumped the gun and planted your beans before the pre-plant gets applied. This may require product changes to stay compliant with the label. Now, we are fortunate to have a bunch of great retailers in our customer territory. But take the anxiety you're dealing with, multiply it by 100, and that's what they deal with every day in a season like this. So keep calm, work the plan like the professional you are. The growers on the trap line have been calling in their cutworm, armyworm flights. We thank you for that. Um, keep up the good work. We'll track these flights and keep you abreast of potential threats as the season plays out. Crews have uh, been busy pulling samples when they can. Many of you are repulling your ISNT samples for your VRT nitrogen program. Remember, we'll be pulling those, or we like to pull those when the soil is still cool. So that's here in the spring or later in the fall when it cools down. So think about that as you're reviewing your testing needs. If you need your ISNTs repulled, let's get them on the front end of this season before the soil warms up. Now here at CropTech, we did plant some beans this week for our corn soybean college event. Planting conditions were perfect, but the fact that it was in a greenhouse may also have something to do with that. So stay the course, keep calm, be patient. Don't let anxiety mess up the biggest crop of your career. To stay up to date, Check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.